This is What Book Hooked You. I'm Brock Shelley, and thanks for listening. This week I'm talking to Jessica Lewis, who has her debut coming out on August the 24th called Bad Witch Burning. And Jessica and I kind of take the trip through her journey into books and how she wanted to get into publishing, how she got there, and all about uh, this debut, Bad Witch Burning. So listen in. So Jessica, what book hooked you? Okay, so this is an old one, but it's called Maximum Ride by James Mm. Patterson. Right? Do you know? (laughs) I do know, because actually, uh, while we're recording it, an author uh, who will come up in a future episode said the same book, and it's probably the only the second time that this book has really come up. So Maximum Ride by James uh, Patterson. What, What was it about this book for you? So I think I was 14 when I read it, something like that. Um, and when I first read the uh, couple of, first couple of chapters, I was convinced that Max was a boy because I had never seen a girl be like strong and like a fighter and that sort of thing. And then as I got into it, I was like, wait a minute, Max is a girl. That was like my first my first ever exposure to like girl power, I guess. Mm. <laughs> and so... I, that really stuck out to me because it took my expectations that I had because I had been a reader for a very long time and then it flipped them on its head completely. So I love that. And then also that was one of the first times um, I had seen like really deep first person and that's what I write now. So that really, I feel like that was my formative text. Sure. Sure. And like, do you remember how like you discovered this book? Was it recommended to you? Did you just kind of happen upon it? Like, yeah, I think I picked it up at the library. Hmm. Just I had just seen it. And did and at the time, you know, back I think you said fourteen. Did you know who James Patterson was? That he was this big adult thriller author? No, <laughs> I had no idea. And you said you were a big reader, so um, were kind of these sci-fi adventurous books the type of books that you gravitated towards or what was what were you commonly reading uh, around this time yeah I really loved fantasy um sci-fi not really horror because I'm still a chicken but (laughs) I was really chicken back then (laughs) and um you know that that sort of thing and this was like a contemporary fantasy Mm sci-fi type book and probably one of the first ones I've ever read and I loved it. So that's what I like to write now to you. Mm-hmm. And so with, you know, the, the constant reading, it sounds like you were doing, where were you in life around what time was this idea of maybe wanting to become an author someday uh, kind of entered your head? Well, I had never really considered it until middle school and, um, this is so embarrassing, but my friends wanted me to write some self-insert fan fiction for them. So I did, and I kind of got addicted to like the, oh my gosh, I loved it. And you know, like the serotonin hit when you, when you get when people read your work. So after, um, I'd say I started writing original work probably in high school. Hmm. 
what was the situation where your friends were uh, encouraging you to write? Like, was there, were you writing in class or did they see other writing or just did they see creativity in you? What was it that kind of were, had them pushing you for, to do this? You know, I can't really remember. I don't really know how it came about. Hmm. Do you remember what type of fan fiction, like what worlds you were playing with? Uh, Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> they, they were really big into Naruto. I have uh, never okay. seen Naruto to this day, but, <laughs> but they were super into it. So, so they were into it, but having you write fan fiction for it. That's right. Crazy. Yeah, they would like describe the characters like, okay, this person does this all the time. And this person is like, has this personality. I was like, okay. I guess it's my first IP work. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so interesting that like, like instead of them wanting to write it themselves because they were big fans of it, they saw something in you uh, to write it. So when you started writing kind of your own stuff, then were you kind of playing within any certain genre, any certain category when you first were kind of writing your own work? I think um, my first one was a sci-fi. It was kind of similar to Maximum Ride, actually, because I think mm -hmm. that book kind of pushed me to like, oh, yeah, you can do this. Like, you can do original work like this. So, um, yeah, my first one was a sci-fi. And it, it was kind of similar to The Hunger Games, I think. Mm -hmm. But that was before The Hunger Games got popular. So I was, like, really upset when The Hunger Games came out. <laughs> and... At what point, because it's, you know, it started off just your friends kind of wanting you to do this. When did you start taking writing seriously in the sense that like you had a drive and a goal to be a published author? Um, that was my senior year of college. Mm. So up until that point, writing had just been kind of like a luxury activity that I did in my spare time. But um, I was kind of going through like a personal crisis, which is that I didn't want to be a veterinarian, which is what mm. I was in school for. And um, and I, I just started turning to things that I enjoyed. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really love to write. And so I took some creative writing classes and um, they kind of like, they kind of weren't for me because they were more literary based and I don't really write literary books, mm -hmm. but I mean, they taught me form and like how form fits function and, you know, how to meet a deadline. So like, I am grateful for those classes, but the style just wasn't for me. And then, um, I just started doing more research on like books that were publishing at the time, um, because, because of college, I had stopped reading a lot because I was studying so I just didn't have time to read for fun so I picked up a couple of books that were recently published and I was like oh like people can actually write like this so after that I started kind of getting serious about it so when you with those classes and with kind of getting back into reading what did you find sort of gravitating towards whether reading writing or kind of a combination of both like what were what were the types of books that were really kind of piquing your interest and kind of reigniting your love of reading, your love of writing? I actually got into horror, which um, I wasn't a big fan of before because most of my experience with horror had been through horror movies. Mm -hmm. 
And um, I don't like horror movies because the sound is a big problem and the visuals. I'm a very visual person. So if I see something scary, it sticks with me forever. So I just I don't watch horror movies at all. But book horror is a little bit different because there's no visuals and there's no sound. So you have to like really dig deep into like what scares people. And that I really liked that. So um, my first book was a pure zombie book. Um, and that's what I worked on it for, I think, I want to say five years, just like querying it, polishing it, all of that. So that was about a five-year process for me. But it taught me a lot about how to write and also like the type of books that I like to write. So, And with the aspect of being a writer for young people, was that something that you always sort of had in mind of what you wanted to do? Or did you kind of find as you went that your writing kind of best suited uh, the category of middle grade young adult? Well, I kind of fell into it because my first book, the zombie book, was actually adult. Mm. And um, really, it was new adult. So like my um, characters were like college age. And so technically, that is adult. But you know, it's in that weird mm -hmm. YA adult middle ground. And sure. so then I started reading more YA and I was like, oh yeah, I really love this. And so that's what I kind of wrote more of mm. over time. And so did you try, was it a situation where you tried to then uh, take that zombie book and try to transform it into YA or were you on to a different project by that time? Yeah, I, I kind of did both. Like I queried both YA and adult agents and I was just like whoever they were accepting I would just change the little mm. housekeeping <laughs> stuff. Sure. but you know I read it recently and it's firmly adult so mm. yeah. and so what like with this kind of thought of of wanting to be published you had kind of one book uh the zombie book that you attempted uh where did you turn next? Did you have, and also, did you have sort of beyond just the creative writing courses you did? Did you really kind of immerse yourself in the writing community, or were there any like books or resources or anything tools that you were using uh, to sort of uh, not only read up on publishing but also kind of uh, learn uh, and grow in your writing? Oh, yes. So my very first uh, contest was called RevPit. And I want to say that was um, its first year. So RevPit was pretty new and I was new to writing. And the way that contest works is that um, if you're picked, a developmental editor will edit your book for free. And then there's an agent showcase at the end. So I applied for that. Um, I did not get in. <laughs> and um but one of the editors reached out to me and said, hey, your voice is really good. And so that really encouraged me to keep going. Um, she also said I could not plot at all, but <laughs> which was true. But at the time, I just didn't know how to do it. So um, I was in like this Rev Pit group and we were the Rev Pit hopefuls. And then we were like the Rev Pit losers. So <laughs> we all stayed together. And um, I think that group was active for about a year, a year and a half. And then we all like grew together and like shared resources and learned and shared work. And so I really credit that with, you know, me actually learning how to write a book, because at that point, 
before that, I did not know anyone else who was a writer, it, mm-hmm. especially of novel of novels, because most people at my school, you know, they were doing short stories or poetry or something like that, which is great, but not. I mean, it's a different animal than novel writing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Rev Pit definitely pushed me forward, and then um, after after I kind of learned a little bit, um, I let the zombie book kind of peter out. By that point, I had 64 rejections on it. And so I just didn't want to continue. It was just, you know, I got the message. (laughs) (laughs) So then I wrote a, um, I wanted to explore something else that I love doing, which is comedy. And um, so I wrote like a fantasy, contemporary fantasy slash rom-com. And um, that one I love dearly because it was about like, um a sidekick's point of view of the hero Mm. so I loved that book but um once again I did not know how to plot so (laughs) it ended up being like a very long rambling mess and I I didn't know how to fix it at the time so I just put it away I never queried that one what ended up curing your plotting troubles do you think so I really just like I studied. So I had to read a lot of books and it's like, okay, how do people do this? And then um, I reached out to that original developmental editor. This had been a couple of years past. And I was like, please help me because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And she sent me like a, um, a guide that has like each plot beat, you know, listed out. And so um, I played with that for a while. I played with the three act structure. And then finally, my third attempt, I could do it. So it just took a lot of practice. And throughout this, you mentioned how in college uh, you had originally gone uh, with the hopes of being a veterinarian, was deciding against that now kind of, and obviously vet school and, and becoming an author are two kind of very different paths. So was that, did that change? Um, Did it, did it weigh on you? Or did, or were you writing so much that you were kind of uh, liberated by the whole experience? Uh, basically, was it difficult to have sort of this kind of set goal of becoming a veterinarian in mind? And then, you know, during college kind of totally kind of switch to a completely different path? Um, yes and no. So the only reason I went to be a veterinarian was because my mom wanted me to. Mm. and um, I mean, I got down there and I was doing okay in my classes, but I was really, really bad at like physics and anything math related. <laughs> so, and I was struggling so much more than my peers and like everyone else knew more than me, or at least it felt like that at the time and everyone else was doing better than I was. And so I was, I was just thinking like, man, is this really for me? And then I was taking vet classes and, um, I, I remember this distinctly. I had my hand up the wrong end of a cow. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I really don't want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> so, so really me deciding that was like, it was a relief because I just, I just couldn't do that. <laughs> and, um, and you also have to be like, I was also too soft for vet work. Like mm-hmm. you have to be somewhere in between hating animals or being completely indifferent to be a good veterinarian. <laughs> and people don't mm-hmm. tell you that. But you do, because like the things that you have to see and go through are just horrific. And Mm. so you have to, you just have to be 
made of tough stuff and I'm not. So, you know, it was, it was a good decision for me. Um, but as far as, um, what I decided to do after I had no idea. And, um, like right now I'm a receptionist, which I actually really love. So if they paid me a living wage, Mm -hmm. I would probably be a receptionist forever because I, it's very low energy. Mm -hmm. Um, I can write when it's not busy and, um, I have like a set schedule and I, you know, I don't have to bring my home, my work home with me. So I, I love it, but I mean, I just don't pay me enough. That's the only bad mm. thing. Mm. So, but I am very happy where I ended up. That's good. That's great. So, and as you're, as you have were developed in your writing, you know, after the zombie book, after the rom-com book, you know, trying to get the plan down, was there a point where you, where you felt like everything was clicking for you even before, like you hadn't had representation and or had a book deal was there did you reach a point where you felt that confident in your writing that this is going this is going to happen I just need to find uh, the right person uh, to kind of believe in and champion and cheerlead my writing um no <laughs> I only like only recently in the past few months have I been confident about my writing so I was not confident at all <laughs> and what do you think for yourself why did that change like why did you that why did you just in the past few months kind of that switch flip for you well I think it just comes with experience and also validation so Mm. um and I can tangibly see the progress that I've made um I want to say a couple maybe six months ago I read all of the work that I had written Mm -hmm. and I can see a palpable difference between that Mm. first zombie book and my current book that is going to come out in a couple months. Um, like it's obvious that I grew as a person and as a writer. And so that just really, when you see that yourself, I think that gives you a super boost of confidence mm-hmm. because now it's like, even where I am right now, I still have further to go, but also I know I can do it because I've done it before. So it's very exciting. It's like an exciting time in my life. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned uh, the book, so let's start talking about it. You have your uh, debut YA, Bad Witch Burning, comes out on August the 24th. So we'll start talking about, first, pitch the book for me. Tell me what this book's about. Okay, so the elevator pitch is that a girl decides to raise the dead for money. Hmm. That's my one-liner. And so where did this idea come from it's actually really funny because i was watching an anime called uh violet evergarden which if you know what that is it's very different than what i just said my book is about (laughs) um that one is it's about like a she's not a robot but kind of like something similar to a robot and it's like world war ii setting and she writes letters for people who can't read or write Mm. and um so very different (laughs) but I was watching that and it moved me so much to the thought of how letters, handwritten letters specifically, are so important to people who both write them and read them. And so um, that is where the idea of like a letter having a certain power came from. And then her powers is of how she raises the dead is how she um, she writes a letter and then 
it catches on fire and the um the person comes out of the ground so and is and to to kind of think of your timeline here was bad witch burning was this the book after the rom-com or was this or was there another book uh, we didn't mention in between Yes, this is the one, um, my first full-length project after the rom-com. So the rom-com, I wrote that one, I shelved it, and then I had a series of, like, false starts, I guess. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. I would start something, and then, no, it doesn't feel right, and then I would do that over and over again. Um, And at the time, my grandmother was sick, so I just didn't really feel like doing anything. So, um, but then after she got better, um, I finally had the energy to, like, finish a project and that was bad witch burning Mm. um and it was called uh wildfire at the time and um it was actually picked up in pitch wars so it was that's where i got my start really Mm. um i worked with my mentor Brittany morris she wrote uh slay yes and yeah she did um, back in the day oh fine (laughs) so yeah she um she taught me how to plot (laughs) as well so, because even then, like I had an the opposite issue with uh, Bad Witch Burning, where it was too short, mm-hmm. and um, so I had all the skeleton pieces of the plot, and she's like, "Okay, now we have to beef it up. <laughs> You've gone too far in the other direction." So, mm. yeah. And so, because of the plotting issue that you had in your writing now, or with Bad Witch Burning, is that something? you try to do up front now to make sure you have that plot established? Absolutely. I never want to go back. So, (laughs) so yeah, I'm a very intense plotter. Like some of my outlines are like 26 pages long Mm -hmm. just to make sure that I have it right before I start. And what does that, and give us a sense of what does that outline look like? Is it, is it kind of just like we would think like an outline, like we were taught to do in school or is it just kind of a, brief summary or is it bullet points with maybe big uh, sections of dialogue in it? What is, what does an outline typically look like for you? It depends on the project. Um, Some of them I have like, I I guess I'll use the one I'm working on now for as an example, that one is 26 pages. Mm. (laughs) Um, And what I have is like um, characters, character arcs, character descriptions. um, That's first. And then world building, anything I want to add. Um, I'm not great at world building. So I just, that's always really short. <laughs> it's just like, it's set on earth and in this state and like, that's it. <laughs> so, mm. um, and then I also do like who the antagonist is. Um, a lot of times my antagonist is either the main character or the environment. So not always a character. And then um, I get into the actual like outlining of the story so I have a couple of like major beats that I always try to hit so the beginning inciting incident um, the midpoint the darkest moment and then the end of the book so I always make sure those are in there and then I kind of like jot down ideas about how to get from point a to point b that sort of thing Hmm. and sometimes it takes a long time (laughs) do you think being that you've written books before kind of doing this planning, does the drafting process go a lot faster for you now? Yes, it's much easier and much faster. So like I said, my um, zombie book took about five years, start to finish. And now I can write a book in like 
two or three months and it'll be ready to go. Now, I mentioned that uh, Bad Witch Burning is your YA debut, but it's not your debut book. Uh, you did have a middle grade book written under a pen name called Meow or Never. So talk about that just for a minute, just to kind of place that in your kind of writing journey. Yeah, so I wrote Meow or Never because um, it's an IP work. So my agent, she just emailed me one day and it's like, hey, um, do you like cats? <laughs> and so I was like, uh, yes, why? And she um, sent me the details of the project. And so I had to audition and um, it was like, I had to write a synopsis and then three chapters, I want to say. And so we sent them in and my now editor, Olivia, she read them and gave me some edit notes. And so I did those and then I was hired. So, so that's and, where Meow came from. And how was that experience having uh, IP work uh, sort of given this assignment? Uh, do you think it was a, like, it was a good writing exercise in a sense, like to have kind of this experience under your belt? Oh, yes. Um, the, everything about it was great, but the very beginning of like actually drafting was kind of brutal because I was on a strict deadline. Um, I had about six weeks to write an entire book. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was not very good when it came out, but <laughs> She, uh, my editor, Olivia was like, okay, just, it's fine. Just get it on the page and then send it to me and I'll help you. And so she did. She, I mean, she's a phenomenal editor because what I gave her was not great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that part was really difficult. But then after that, everything was really, really great. Like Olivia's very communicative and um, we worked together well and it was on a, a very speedy timeline. So um that was kind of exciting too. Cause it was like instant gratification. <laughs> sure. And whereas bad witch burning by example, I had sold bad witch burning in June of 2019 and I did not sell meow or never until December, 2019. And meow came out in January of this year and bad witch burning is not out yet. So All right. yeah. To and give you perspective. Was it because the meow or never not only is the audience different but also it's it seems like genre wise it's a very different book did you find that difficult at all because they were they seem to be just from the outset two just completely different books so was that because you know uh you kind of said you always kind of gravitated towards more science fiction fantasy was it was it a challenge to write such a different book uh for this ip challenging but it was also really fun because meow or never is funny which is mm. i like comedy so mm. it was my um my opportunity to kind of get my comedy skills out there mm. so i had a lot of fun writing it and even i read it back i think i've read it twice actually <laughs> since it came out and it's it just brings me so much joy it's That's just so great. simple and like fun and a very neat story to wrap up and i liked it it was, it was good. It was a good experience. Yeah. And what was your, so that book, uh, if I didn't mention already, was written under a pen name, Jazz Taylor. What mm -hmm. was kind of your thinking or strategy behind using a pen name for that? Partially, um, I had to. So mm. the way that publishing works is that I couldn't have any competing works out there under my actual name. 
So I was kind of, I had to use a pen name for this one because they came out in the same year. Um, But also I just don't want like middle grade kids to read Meow or Never and like love it and say, oh, this is great. And then immediately jump over to Bad Witch Burning because Bad Witch Burning is not for little kids. (laughs) So um, we need to like wait a couple years before before they go over and read that one so um I think it's very helpful in separating just as like not only marketing but also for kids sake as well great and then uh you have another book coming out next year um the title is monsters our monster correct yes can can you clue us in or tell us anything about that book that we can expect from you next year oh yeah So um, that one is about a girl who was chosen to be a sacrifice to a monster in the woods. But instead of being sacrificed, she convinces the monster to team up with her. So in exchange for him helping her get revenge on the people who tried to kill her, then she will help him, will release him from his prison and he can run havoc on the town. Great. So let's wind down. And as we do, I'll ask you questions I ask all the guests. The first one being, what is your favorite movie that's based on a book? Um, it's kind of obscure, but it's called Blood and Chocolate. I don't mm. know if you've ever seen that movie. Okay. Um, I just like this. I'm dating myself. But I picked it up at Blockbuster <laughs> one day. <laughs> and um, it. I didn't know that it was a book at the time. And then I read the book. I was like, oh, wow, the movie's better. So <laughs> that's my favorite one. Blood and chocolate. All right. Uh, next question then, is there a series or a book you're willing to admit you either never read or never finished? The Hunger Games. And that is pure spite because she got there <laughs> ahead of me. <laughs> so I refuse to read it. Understandable. Understandable. And then finally, what is the last great book that you've read? So I have three. I'm cheating. Perfect. (laughs) Um, I read an early copy of Wings of Ebony by JL. Love Mm. it. Great book. Go buy it. Um, I also read One Last Stop by Casey McQuinston. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that romance is like the ideal romance. And I don't usually like romance, but that got me. Great book. And then um, Not My Problem was also really great by Sierra Smith. And um, I love that book because it really deals with poverty and I Mm. never see YA protagonists who are poor, you know, they're always middle-class or upper-class. So I loved that, um, that angle. And also Bad Witch Burning is about poverty as well. So I really connected to that. Great. Well, Jessica, your YA debut, Bad Witch Burning uh, is out on August the 24th. Congratulations, and I wish you in this book all the best. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And that is a wrap for this week. I want to thank Jessica for joining me. Again, her book, Bad Witch Burning, comes out on August 24th. If you want to check her out her middle grade under the name Jazz Taylor, Meow or Never, that's out now. And I hope you'll check out some of the other episodes where I get to talk to some great middle grade and YA authors. I'm Brock Shelley, and until next time, keep reading.